received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts. UFC Fight Night San Diego, the beach blanket beatdown episode of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. We got a lot to cover today. But we never begin without thanking all the loyal fight enthusiasts across the globe that are doing us the pleasure of listening to this podcast. If you're listening, that means you're passionate about your fights. And so without much further ado, let's look at last week where we get one fight taken off of the card, basically. And so we split the other two fights and lose a little juice because we got greedy and Buena Silva submitted Egger instead of decisioning her. We're going to play those a little more conservative moving forward. Nonetheless, the total uh, record I got moving ahead, 71 and 89, pretty mediocre. We Again, we drop a few dollars, minus 6.38 units. So far in the year, favorites are 186, 90, and 6. That's a 66% rate of favoritism in UFC fights. Traditionally, each year, favorites run 63%, 64%. So what do we do? We do nothing different. We are after finding value in underdogs. And I believe by the end of the year, that 35 or 36% rate of underdog hit is going to come back as opposed to the weak rate we're getting right now. So I think there's regression coming. And if regression comes and more dogs start to hit, if I'm doing my job, we're going to get in the way of some of those. So focus today is to pull some money out of San Diego. In a review, we had three future wagers released as of last week. Two of them, Oliveira and Brady, are still alive in October. Oliveira plus 195, Brady minus one and a quarter. Alexa Grasso that I released last week for this card, that fight now has been moved. First, Arahu got injured, now Grasso twang something. So that fight's going to get postponed. It'll come down and we'll just take it off for right now until we get closer to the date that those two finally have an opportunity to get into the cage. I do have one future wager for next week in the middle of this card, so let's not waste any more time. Let's move right into round one. In round one, we're going to start off with welterweight fighters as of last week, because this fight, Quinlan and Witt, was scheduled for last week. And it was scheduled at 170 because of Quinlan's issues with a medical return. 
This fight got moved to this week, and both fighters then agreed to fight at 180. So this is a catchweight fight, and that comes into this handicap, actually. Last week, Quinlan minus 220, Witt plus 180. Now, as we look at the fight today, Quinlan's a little higher, minus 280 to Witt plus 235. The difference last week when both weighed in at 170 was that both of these fighters, I think, were on par, at least physically. However, after the weigh-ins this week, I don't think they are. Quinlan stood on the scale for a 180-pound catchweight fight and weighed in at 175. He looked really, really ripped. Witt, meanwhile, stepped on the scale at 179 and a half, so a buck 80, and he looked a little bit soft. I don't want to say soft. How about he looked thick? Quinlan's game is speed, quick, legwork, flash, power. Witt, who's already kind of chinny, has to rely on the takedown here. I don't like the fact that in a week, Witt's coming in with a 10-pound heavier disposition while Quinnen looks like all he's done is stayed in the gym for the week. The 180-pound catchweight fight, Quinlan versus Witt. We're going to take Quinlan basically inside the distance. At DraftKings, that's labeled KO, sub, DQ. But that's an inside-the-distance bet. That is minus 115. Quinlan inside the distance, minus 115. One unit invested. 0.87 units in return. Now let's move right into round two. Round two. Fights are in San Diego, people. And we've got Benitez versus Ontiveros. The reason I mentioned San Diego is because that's a, a large, strong Hispanic population, culture, and fight enthusiast located there. Benitez, who fights right out of Mexico across the border, Surely going to be a fan favorite. Tijuana to San Diego's a 45-minute car ride in traffic. Interesting in this fight to me is that Ontiveros arrives looking horrid, like he hardly belongs in the UFC. Took a fight at 185 against Kevin Holland and got smoked, and it shows that the guy's got fortitude. This fight's at 155, okay? That's a big weight difference. Ontiveros in his last fight had a terrible cut, has made excuses, and got beat by a guy in Garcia that probably shouldn't remain or be in the UFC. So Ontiveros enters this fight, a fighter from Texas, long, tall, rangy. He's got a six-inch height advantage here. He's three years younger, seven-inch reach advantage. Physically, he's got all the tools, but can he fight? Meanwhile, Benitez... Six months ago in February, fought David Onama, who's on the co-main event of this card. And Benitez suffered a KO where he was absolutely unglued by David Onama. To come back so quick, six months after a devastating fight, I think is a little bit of a questionable move. Six months isn't that long. Now, Benitez, again, right from Tijuana, Mexican descent. He's going to have the whole crowd here, and they've scheduled this fight to make him look good. The problem is Ontiveros is claiming that he's coming ready to fight and that we haven't seen the correct Ontiveros yet. And that 
six inch height advantage, seven inch reach advantage, the size difference here, and the fact that I think if he can hit Benitez square on the teeth, he can put him out right again. I like the fact that Benitez opened 310, now he's 345 or 350. And the bottom line on the return to Ontiveros is plus 280. Now, the total in this fight, one and a half, is under minus 160. So the community and the market's looking for Benitez to go right out and knock this guy out. And that could well happen. However, I think the opposite has a decent chance of happening. So for that reason, I'm just going to take Ontiveros in a straight position. Let's not get greedy. Half a unit Ontiveros at plus 280 for a half a unit. Now, let's look at round three. Round three, we're still in the undercard. And we're going to the ladies, 115 pound. Got Cynthia Calvillo against Nina Nunez. I may call Nina Ansarov her original name, and excuse me if I do. This strawweight fight really should be interesting. Now, again, Calvillo of Mexican descent, she's coming in after losing three straight. Lee, Andrade, Chukagian, all good fighters. But Calvillo looked really, really poor in the fight, in all of those fights. Now, this fight at 125 was agreed to by both ladies, and it's just interesting to note that both are really 115-pound fighters. How's that weight going to affect each gal? I'm not really sure. We're going to have to watch. But on the scales, each looked good. More importantly, Calvillo opens minus 150, Nunez plus 130, and 2.5 and over to 230 is the total. So... They're expecting, obviously, a typical ladies' fight where they go to decision. Currently, Calvillo's ballooned up to minus 190, Nunez plus 165. Look at Nunez came back to fight Dern after she gave birth to their child. And just like Dern came back too quick after the birth of her child, so did Nunez. And she came back before the Dern fight and fought a gal in Tatiana Suarez. That's an absolute killer and a legit top 10 in the division. I, I don't think we've seen the Nunez that Calvillo's going to see tomorrow night. I think we're going to see a dynamic Nunez who's going to gain momentum from her significant other, Amanda, winning her fight. Their new gym's got momentum. I think there's focus here with Nina Nunez as an underdog. She's plus 165, and we're going to serve her up for a half-unit position, Nina Nunez, plus 165. Now let's talk about a future bet for next week. The future bet for next week is the main event in UFC 278. That's in Salt Lake City. Usman Edwards. Man, is this going to be a great fight. It's also a rematch. We'll break it down in full next week. But what I want listeners to understand right now is that the price on Leon Edwards is too high and it's acceptable to make a position on it now and I'm going to. I'm seeing currently Usman minus 340, Edwards plus 285 at DraftKings. Edwards plus 285 is value. I'm going to take a unit on it now. I think if this line moves between now and next week, it gets compressed. 
we're going to take the value and jump on Leon Edwards plus 280 for a unit next week in UFC 278. Now we'll roll right into round four. Round four, just like with Calvillo and Ansarov, we're on the main card now. And this is going to be an awesome stylistic fight at 185, the middleweight division. Bruno Silva, Gerald Mearshart. Hey, Silva looked awesome and completely unafraid fighting Alex Pereira, who's going to now fight Izzy Adesanya in his last fight. He put up a good show. He was unafraid, and he walked into that really with nothing but brazen attitude and confidence. I really learned a lot from Bruno Silva in that last fight. However, he and Pereira were made for each other in that they're both strikers. Silva is not really apt to roll on the floor. Meanwhile, Mearshart, his opponent, fighting out a kill cliff, that's the Sanford MMA in Florida, which has been a huge positive move for a guy in Mearshart, is primarily a sub guy. Yeah, he can strike, but that's not his forte. He's not going to want to compete with Silva on the feet. He's going to get knocked out. Simple as that. That said, five of Silva's seven defeats have come from submission. Silva's susceptible to submission. And that's what Mearshart does. Mearshart has an inch of height on Bruno Silva. He's a lefty, has three inches of reach, but that's not going to come into it. Can Gerald Mearshart wrap a wet blanket around Bruno Silva, get him to the cage, onto the floor, and then have advantage? I think the answer to that is yes. Silva opens minus 255. He's gone right up to minus 285, bringing the return on Mearshart to a plus 240 currently. Also, if Mearshart wins this thing, it's going to be via sub. But again, I'm not going to get so specific. I do like the inside the distance, though, when they give you plus 420. So round four, a straight up wager on Gerald Mearshart at a half a unit at plus 240, followed by 0.3 of a unit investment, Mearshart inside the distance, or as I explained earlier, that's on DraftKings, KO, sub, or DQ. Inside the distance plus 420 for a, a third of a unit, that's 0.8 of a unit we're investing on Mearshart. Now, before we step into round five, let's listen to an offer from our friends at Manscaped. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide. Plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. In round five, we're going to talk about the fight that was released Tuesday via Twitter, Mirzakhanov versus Clark. Great fight scheduled here, but as I see it, Mirzakhanov, who's definitely a finisher, 11-0 in his pro career, but only one UFC fight, and in that fight against Nkui, again, please excuse the mispronunciation, he was getting whooped until he threw a 
somewhat frantic, desperate flying knee and caught Ichikui going for a takedown, hit him right in the forehead, knocked him cold as a cucumber. So Mirzakurdov is talented, but he's still learning and developing in this, his second UFC fight. He opens minus 145 versus Darren Clark, balloons in the middle of the week, minus 170. When Devin Clark hit plus 145, we released it. So I hope those that are paying attention on Twitter got that price. Currently, Mirzakanov, minus 145, Devin Clark, plus 125. That's good enough. We're going to take Clark. He's got substantial size, clearly an experience advantage, been in with a higher level of competition, but more than anything, his momentum coupled with the fact that he got away from his comfort zone, moved out to Denver to go to work at Team Elevation with Curtis Blades, Kamara Usman, Justin Gaethje. Eight months he spent at Elevation preparing for this fight. I can tell you, we're going to get Clark's best effort. Is it going to be enough? We hope so, because round five is an investment on Devin Clark one unit at plus 125 today. If you got the plus 145 earlier in the week, bully for you. Now we roll into round six. Round six is a fight we broke down last week. Ariana Lipsky and Priscilla out Kishera. Don't have to repeat myself. Basically, Kishera is a rabid dog backed into a corner. She's got power out of each hand and leg. She throws wide, looping, telegraph strikes, has little defense, and is surely willing to take one to give one. On the other side of the octagon, Ariane Lipsky, a Muay Thai specialist, much more precise, much more composed, much more planned, but also somewhat fragile. I'm stunned that Lipsky remains the favorite. I'm stunned that she's even a higher favorite this week than she was last week. Interesting thing in this fight is the total. Both of these ladies, three and four in the UFC, have seen the total at two and a half over to minus 180. That's not near as high as we see some of these lady fights. I think there's a chance here, just like I thought there was last week for Kashira to go out and be the more desperate fighter who wants to remain in the UFC. And for that reason, in round six, Kashira currently priced plus 165. 0.7 of a unit is invested on Kashira, plus 165. And let's not forget Kashira inside the distance. Again, KO sub or DQ is plus 500. We're going to put the other 0.3 of a unit on that wager to make the full investment on Kashira one unit. Now let's move into the seventh and final round. Seventh and final round is a simple little parlay. We have a fight at 115 pounds. Again, this time, rather than fade the Mexicans like we're doing with Benitez, I think we're going to jump on one here. Miss Harugi. She's a Mexican fighter, been fighting in combate. The key to this fight, this girl's a finisher, and she's three years older than her 20-year-old opponent, and she's just a little bit taller in size and stature. The key is that she's a finisher, and the Brazilian Lucindo, though she deserves to be here, has a dubious history. I really think Harugi is the rightful 
minus two to one favorite. We're gonna take Harugi and we're gonna put her together with the main event, Marlon Vera, currently minus 240. I can't quite determine if Vera, who holds the bantamweight record for finishes in UFC bantamweight history, is gonna finish Cruz or if he's gonna decision him. And so why get too cute with it? I'm gonna just take Vera minus the 240, put him in a parlay with Miss Harugi, one of the early fights in the night at minus 200. A unit invested in that parlay returns 1.11 unit, and that will be the release for round seven. Today we have nine positions released, 5.8 units of investment out, and we added one future. I wanna thank everyone for listening to our podcast. We value your listenership and any comments you may have, lou at gamblue.com. Never hesitate. Thanks for listening and enjoy the fight. Boom. That's it. That is it. Unbelievable. That was insane. You've been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. And of all the superlatives. Oh! the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network this episode of the bout business mma podcast is sponsored by manscaped manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man we're talking premium deodorant hydrating moisturizer body wash shampoo and conditioner and even a free gift the power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to manscaped get 20 percent off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20 lou support the bout business mma podcast and get 20 percent off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code 20 lou 20 lou 20 lou